At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Benzingo's Pre-Market Prep. Sorry about that. I think Joel and I mistimed the intro there. Uh, but uh, welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel O'Connor, Dennis Dick. Uh, we, the reason we mistimed that intro is because we were distracted because we were looking at DraftKings just now. Um, and so that'll be probably the first thing we discuss here this morning. But we've got DraftKings popping uh, on a headline, we've got uh, tech tra- a lot of stocks trading up ahead of their reports today. That's the theme of the day is stocks like basically every stock reporting today and tomorrow is up ahead of their report, every major tech stock. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Earnings from uh, Guess, Macy's, uh, a lot going on uh, this morning. Uh, Mark Chaykin is our guest. He will join us today, not tomorrow at 8.15. Uh, and just a lot happening here on the show this morning. Uh, I want to see some more likes. Let's see if we can get to, let's say, 300 likes today. That would be a good, uh, a good threshold, I think. Uh, and then, Joel, let's go to you here for uh, the overnight uh, session. What's happening? Uh, good morning, Spencer. Good morning, traders. We are f- firmly in the green once again. Uh, Barely ticked below that closing price from yesterday at 27. That'd be 35, 27, 26 and a quarter year low. Pre-market high, 56 and a quarter. I'd give you a number if there was a number up there, but uh, there's not. So we will just use that as an upside target. You have crude uh, up 31 cents at 43.07. Only a 40 cent range for crude. Uh, gold could not hold the rally from earlier in the week. Gold is down 12 bucks at 1267.50. Silver lagging too. That's down 79 cents at 27.86. And Bitcoin hit a little brick wall there at uh, 12,000, folks. We're down 840 bucks. That's 5%. That's a big move here uh, for Bitcoin. Uh, Triple D. Tweeting up a storm last night. Boy, oh boy, are we... How many times can we say it's 1999? It is now. It, it is in certain stocks. Like I said, you've got like the, your greatest hits from 1999 and 2008 because there's some stocks that are trading like it's 2008 and we know those stocks. The stocks that you know this market you know doesn't want to own at all and obviously you know, thinks there's major issues there. And then you have the tech darlings. And 
I just go back again, you know, and telling that story that I told a couple of weeks ago, you know, when I first started at Bright Trading in 1999, I was a young buck, 22 years old, just coming out of college. And I remember sitting down by your buddy Todd. And I remember, you know, we were in the middle of the tech bubble, the very middle of it all, I mean, you know, towards the end of it, actually. But, you know, it was still in the heart of the tech bubble. And it was stocks were just going nuts. You know, the Nasdaq went from 5,000 to 6,000 in like six weeks. But I can remember sitting by Todd and he'd buy Amazon in the morning and he'd sell it in the afternoon and he'd make $5,000 every single day. He just kept doing it every day, every day. I'm like, this is just amazing. I'm like, I've never seen money made like this before. And obviously that was just, you know, the way it was. Buy Amazon in the morning and it'd rally 20% and it'd rally 20% the next day. And then rally 20% the next day. So if you think these moves are big, they actually aren't as big as some of the moves in the tech bubble because you started seeing stocks moving 20% a day. We started seeing that yesterday in certain issues. Bring up DocuSign. Did not report earnings. Had no company-specific news. But because Zoom beat by as much as they did, DocuSign rallies 40 points yesterday. It wasn't enough. It rallies another 23 points this morning. So yesterday, before Zoom reported, not DocuSign, Zoom, it was $224. DocuSign is now $291. And they haven't even reported yet. They report, I believe, Thursday. But this is incredible to see these moves happening. These look like earnings moves. And this isn't its own stock. This isn't its own earnings. It didn't even report anything. Just trading in sympathy off of Zoom. CrowdStrike, going to report here tonight. Look at the move yesterday. Look at the move here this morning. It started, you know, two days ago at 120. Went to 143 yesterday. It'll just tack on another 14 points here this morning. Another For 9%. Fun. For fun. And they didn't report. They didn't say anything yet. They report tonight. So this is just an anticipation of their report. I'm, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen moves like this in anticipation of reports. And I don't know, like this is a little bit of, you know, unscripted stuff here. At least, you know, I've got to go back and read my notes from 1999 and they're hard to read. I never always had chicken scratching, but I mean, this is unbelievable. Do you save them from so that far back? Do you save them? No, them? I don't have any. Right. Okay, then. No. I made that up. <laughs> so anyway, I'm trying to go for my head though. And all I can keep remembering is Todd sitting beside me and buy, and I, you know, I'm a young, I'm just learning. I'm trading a hundred right. shares trying time. to find my way. But we got to bring Todd on the show. We should. We, you still reach out to him. I, I, I have not reached him. I, I don't have a. I don't think I'm on LinkedIn with him. I gotta. I gotta. I, you gotta I bring him on, and he could tell those stories. But I was like, he was so cool, calm, and collected. Because you know what? If he took some heat on, he'd buy the Amazon, and it'd pull back a little bit, and he'd be down a couple thousand bucks, and he was just cool about it because he knew. You know what's gonna happen? It's gonna go right back up, and it did. Every day, it was like clockwork. I was like, this guy is just awesome. And, and obviously, some... it was the market that was awesome as well. So, I mean, this is the type of market we are kind of in right now on certain stocks. If you're in the right stocks, you're killing it. I, I had a few of these trades on. I bought Rocket yesterday morning, RKT, in anticipation because they're going to report tonight. I'm like, you know what? This is setting up okay. I'm going to buy it early. Usually, I buy them near the close, but I'm like, I'm going to buy this early. And I bought it at 28 and a quarter yesterday morning that because I was like, like it could get the pre-earnings run. It went to 29. I was like, wow, that's a good move. I should sell. But I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to leave it. I came back to my desk. It's at 30. And I'm like, do I sell some? Do I hold? It went all the way to 31. I'm like, should I keep holding? 
It went up another dollar after hours. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. I literally, you know, it's at a four point move here. It's run up 14% in less than a day. I bought it in the morning. I sold it after hours last night at I think 32. Do you know it was a bad out? sale. It's 33 now. Do you ever parcel out on this stuff? Are you just Yeah, so- I did. I parceled out a bit. Okay. okay. I, I sold a little piece. I do. I always, you know, if I'm I sold a little piece. I sold a little piece of like 31 25 and then went up more at 32 and I, I got all out and I was all out after 32. So you, it so went to leave? 35 this morning. I know. It so was leave? a bad sell. All these sells, whenever you sell anything, don't it's sell. like a bad sell. Don't sell. Don't, don't sell. Don't sell. Now I gotta, your, I gotta pull the lease Al Conan. Just don't sell. Yeah, in your in your lift, you're you're putting the offers out there, right? You're not you're you're not middling you it or anything. The, you're worrying about lifting offers and hitting. No, no, bids. no. This no. stuff's so liquid, Joel. You just throw your offer. It's gone. It's gone. It's but gone. Bids, they're lifting offers left, right, center. You don't even have. It's, the bids, it, they're they lifting offers. They don't. They're, they don't hit bids when there's something's going on. They aren't hitting any bids, and you know what, Spencer Israel, I'll give you some props. You gave me a Big good Spencer tip prop. yesterday, and you're like, sometimes you just gotta pay up. And so yesterday morning, I talked about Penn Gaming on the show. I said I think this could really move the stock because we know we had some analysts. Where, who was that? Who was the analyst yesterday? Penn Gaming, Mr. Israel. Oh, was it? I think it was Cowan. I want to say. No, it wasn't Cowan. Uh, was it Craig, Craig Hallam? Craig Hallam. Craig Hallam. It had to see. Craig him. Hallam. Craig, Craig Hallam. Hallam. They had their bull scenario, two hundred dollars for Penn. I was like, that's going to get somebody some media oh, yeah. talking. And I'm like, this could really move. And we, you know, we had the little pullback off the hop in the S and P's. I was like, okay, I'm going to strike on Penn Gaming. I bought it at fifty-two seventy-five. Not even two hours later, it's trading fifty-seven. So you're talking about almost a 10% move in like two hours. I, I, I wanted to sell it because I'm like 10% two hours. How do you go wrong? But I held it. So I'm still in pen gaming. I think the story could remain hot. And this might be a good segue into our DraftKings now. I've been oh. talking nonstop for nine minutes yes. because DraftKings oh, has much. news. And this is getting a 14% move this morning. Tell us the news. Yeah, so maybe, you know, this is also a measure of, of where we are in, in the market cycle. Uh, the greater the move you see on headlines that, that don't seem to warrant it, the, the later in the cycle that you would appear to be in. Not to say that Michael Jordan joining uh, or being announced as a special advisor to the board of, uh, of directors for DraftKings, uh, not to say that's not worth anything, um, but it's probably not worth uh, what is it 15%. worth? Fifteen percent. Is it at now? Uh, it's probably not worth thirteen percent. It's already off the highs though, so yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so this this was broken by Andrew Marsh and of ESPN, and then the company confirmed it a few minutes later that Michael Jordan is joining the board of advisors or uh, a special advisor to the board of advisors of DraftKings. And the stock just blasted off from 37, got as high as, what, over 43? Uh, so it's off that now. But that, that, that happened right before the show, and that's why we were distracted. I was distracted because I was watching that. It's a big pop. Yeah. Is any of these moves warranted? No. no. I mean, some of these moves, you know, Rocket running 20% before the report. You know, is that warranted? Probably not, but it doesn't matter. You can't argue what's warranted really and what's not warranted in this market. The market's giving away what it's giving, and it's giving away a lot of money if you're along the right stocks right now. I have learned the hard way. I am like spooked to short any tech stock right now. I'm like, you know, high trade market neutral. What I was doing last night was tech longs, IWM short. I was just like, because it's working. (laughs) 
it's working. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're getting, you know, because here I, I trade market neutral. I sector hedge. I do things. Well, I start doing things like this. Maybe we are getting near a, a, a top because like now I'm just like playing it too. I'm like moving away from my core strategy of trading sector hedged and market neutral, extracting alpha from headlines and just buying tech stocks. You know, because they're just going. I'm like, and that's what my buddy's saying too. I mean, you know, I work all night, you know, reading headlines and figuring it all out. And it really, you know, you just got to buy a couple thousand shares of NVIDIA and, and go and, and go home. <laughs> NVIDIA's up 24 points here this morning. I mean, it's up, you know, obviously on a Bank America note, which we, which I saw, I bought some NVIDIA on that last night. I've already sold it. I sold a 572. I thought it was a pretty good trade, 20 points overnight. Apparently, it's a bad sale. Apparently, it wants to go to 600 right now. Well, it you, might. What you didn't account for was that this morning, you'd get Mizuho and others chiming in on uh, same on, same thing on NVIDIA after they had their event yesterday. So it's just, it's the same story. It's, it's the same stocks everybody's picking on. It's the same stocks that keep running this market. It's the same stocks. I mean, you look at the spread between AMD and Intel now, and it's, you know, if we go back to when Intel announced, obviously their earnings report, and they slammed it on it, um, or, or that was the ch- and that, that was the chip that they really slammed it on was the earnings report, but the delay in the chip right. on that day, the day before they announced that on that day, July twenty third, Intel was sixty dollars. AMD on that same day, July twenty third, if I go back, was around sixty dollars. Both stocks were the same price, and now you look at it. And Back you've got AMD at $93.45 and Intel at 50. That's a 40-point blowout, you know, huge in percentage terms. And we talked about this on the show. And, you know, we, we had a lot of people on Fast Money saying, well, the spread's going to come back in. They were talking about Intel versus AMD. And that was an AMD was 75. And Intel was trading around the same price, 50. Well, I tweeted out that night. I, and I said it on the show. I said, you know, I respect everybody on Fast Money. They have good opinions, but I think they're wrong here. I think this continues to blow out because what's hot in this market, what is hot stays hot, hot. and what is cold stays cold. And Intel saying, you know, the chip's going to be laid two years is going to make it ice cold for a long time. And AMD was the beneficiary of that. And now if you look, AMD is $93. And obviously it's moved up another 18 points and Intel's basically tacked on nothing. So again, the story, the strong get stronger, the weak get weaker, kick them while they're down, whatever you want to say. But when you're trying to buy these dogs and thinking it's the turnaround, you know what I sold yesterday out of my long-term portfolio? Gone. I was like, this is the dog of dogs. I'm going to eat the loss and move on. Maybe it's the bottom. Maybe value tech will come back into play. But this has been a fantastic market. If your stock's not going up in this market, you own the wrong stock. Uh, real quick on that DraftKings, you did get a nice bounce on this one. Uh, oh, the way you backed off. Uh, we can see at the pre-market high at uh, forty-three seventy-four. You backed off to forty-two dollars. What was this daily high? You would have had to have been quick to get this daily high. Oh, forty-three seventy-five. So there it was. Uh, that's right up near the all-time high. Uh, <laughs> Not a huge Michael Jordan fan. Uh, because How can you not be a Michael Jordan fan? Stop. These is from the bad boys, Mrs. Daisy. Well, you yes. listen to this, Mark Chaykin. Wait, wait a second. Let me explain, Dennis. You just, <laughs> okay. you just talked for 14 and a half minutes. Okay. Uh, when I was first went to Chicago is when the bad boys were starting to make their run, right? So I yeah. was on the floor, 
And I was like, you know, I was like betting these guys. I'm like, Pistons, Pistons, Pistons. And I was cleaning up, cleaning up, cleaning up. And then you kind of felt the turn about 91, 92. I made some pretty good money and everyone hated me in the pit and everything because I was like, Pistons, Pistons, Pistons. And then it made the turn and they're like, hey, let's bet on the title this year. I'm like, no mas, no bet nothing and then that's when uh, the bulls came so i mean it's just he disres the pistons disrespected him and he disrespected the pistons so it's my pistons loyalty more than my, I respect I'll, I'll give you michael that. jordan i respect michael jordan fair enough i don't own any jordan michigan stuff you i just want you to know that no jordan michigan apparel i, I i'm gonna say i think michael jordan is the most dominant uh, athlete to his sport maybe ever yeah. Out of all sports, there's no athlete, I believe, that dominated their sport more than Michael Jordan. I, I don't know. Some people might, you know, argue with me on that. You know, you could have argued that a little bit for Tiger Woods in his younger days, but then, you know, maybe some of his extracurricular shenanigans brought him down. But Michael Jordan, just an unbelievable athlete. I'll Mark Jacob, what are your thoughts here on Michael Jordan? Our, our, our guest, Mark Phelps. Hey, guys. Our guest, Mark Phelps. Holy, we're talking stocks here. Uh, oh, yeah. Michael trying Jordan, to get us back there. Trying to get Michael back Jordan there. is a businessman and not very successful. Charlotte Hornets of the case in point. So, uh, uh, so you'll but, judge uh, him on his business, not on his basketball Yeah, I, I would say the most <laughs> dominant player was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, all those titles at UCLA and then at uh, yeah. with the Lakers. Okay, uh, Mark, I, I think you have thoughts on this, this winner-take-all market, right? Yeah, the Fed, uh, yet again – changed the rules on Thursday, Friday in Jackson Hole when uh, Fed Chair Powell said, um, we'll let inflation run if the economy heats up without uh, raising interest rates. Well, guess what? Recessions happen when the Fed raises interest rates in an overheated economy. And basically, this is saying, guys, no matter what happens over the last three or four years, next three or four years, we're not getting a recession. So they, they basically doubled their bet. They backed up the bet that they made in March, reiterated in June and July by saying interest rates are staying low, inflation be damned. You've got a Fed put, basically. This market is only going one way. And I hate to say that because that's when you get a top. But short of some exogenous event, and there are plenty of Potential for that out there, but I mean a serious one, not some glitch in the China trade talks. The election, the market, to, to, running into the election. I mean, and then, the, you know, the outcome yeah. of the election. What, what could stop us between it, now and then? Not much. Not much. You, you're going to get a compromise on the stimulus bill. The Republicans are starting to um, talk. Uh, Mark Meadows is starting to talk as if they'll give some aid to the cities. You might peak if you got a stimulus bill and you sold up to 3,700 on the S&P. My target's been 3,500, 3,600 for the last month, and we're going to hit 3,600 maybe before Labor Day. But I, I do think it's time to take a little money off the table if that happens ahead of the Friday employment numbers. I mean, the move in some, some of these tech stocks is just incredible, and the rotation is almost more incredible because people keep saying, oh, how strong the market is. It's tech carrying the market to new heights and it's carrying it fiercely now and it's the you know it's some of the smaller tech growth names that are really carrying it now um you're in the banks you're in a world of pain you know the pharmaceuticals got murdered yesterday ibb xbi ugly charts and a lot of different individual stocks like pfizer were down substantially yesterday so a rising tide does not 
lift all ships in this case. It's tech. It is definitely tech. You're also getting a breakdown in some of the bio, big biotech names, the good names like Regeneron, which yeah. traded under our long-term average last night. So it went from bullish to neutral. But uh, you were talking about moves ahead of earnings. DocuSign's an example of that. When um, Zoom reported Monday night, guess what happened? And not only did Zoom go up 50% at one point, but DocuSign, which reports Thursday, I think after the close, had a, uh, a sympathy rally. It wasn't just a rally. Look at the chart on DOCU. It's unbelievable. And I don't know that DocuSign is the kind of ubiquitous um, great name resource, great name. but, it, but you know, how many people are signing contracts versus how many people are using Zoom? So yeah, it, it's a good stock. It's a great concept. Been around for years. Uh, this is one where if I would take money off the table, even though they're going to report some big numbers because 155 million people are not using DocuSign. That was, I think the number with Zoom, 150 more, 4 million people, monthly active users. Amazing. I've used DocuSign. Has anybody, have you used DocuSign oh, at all, Mark? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Last three yeah, we bought our house. Yeah, and, just, yep. and if you're buying a house, you're using it. Yeah, so maybe that, maybe that ties into the boom in home building. Uh, but, and they're certainly going to report a good quarter. But, I mean, look at the move they had yesterday. It just yeah. doesn't, uh, nothing, it's not, this is not going to stop. I'll tell you what I have been looking at, and I guess this is good for your business, but, um, Sandy is in one stock. I mean, I think I mentioned it last time, Digital Turbine, APPS. So it, it had this huge run from 12 to 29.75. Wow. And it pulled back all the way to 22.50. So it was a 25% pullback. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't find any news on it. So I went on the, uh, the message boards. I went on the stock twits message board and you cannot believe the banter back and forth. It is like 99 on these, um, on these, uh, they used to be called message boards on these, uh, you know, social stock market sites. Right. And, you know, there are a lot of people when this thing was going down uh, over the past week, there are people moaning and groaning. I just bought it. I'm getting wiped out. My options are going to zero. I mean, there's a lot of money with zero commissions that are just chasing names. I, I, I think that's a great point because so many of these these new, these free trading apps, these Robinhood, Webull, whatever, whatever, Public Gatsby, uh, there's a big part of these apps, A big a, one of the, their big selling points is the social component. They all stress the fact that it's like trading app and also social network, right? You can talk about your stocks on the app and see what other people are doing. And that's a huge part of it. So, and Mark, that's a really good point because people can just talk. There, there are so many more platforms now. You, you can basically in one screen talk about your, uh, your stock and then swipe up and then just buy it, right? It's yeah. like, and, and at one point, these people are really going to get hurt, but I can't tell you when. Uh, you can just feel from reading the message boards that they know a little bit about technical analysis, which is a good thing. Uh, they don't have a clue about the fundamentals in most cases. So, um, you know, th they're strictly trading momentum. And then a huge short seller came into this uh, stock. I mean, huge millions of shares. And it just wiped 
the stock out for a week and a half, and then it just came back yesterday, big time. So the shorts decided to play in another ballpark, and uh, the, the longs took over. Look at a stock called GoGo, and look what it oh, did man, yesterday. Oh man, we talked I mean, about that yesterday. I mean, what's going on in GoGo? That's the mo the worst airline connectivity I've ever had. Well, they sold. They're getting rid of their airline business. <laughs> there you go. That did pop, man. That did pop late day yesterday. I took my eye off it. That it was almost a double. It went from it four went to late eight. day. Yeah, uh, was, we're on the line. Four bucks. We're, uh, we're on and, the line with Mark Chaikin, Chaikin Analytics. Uh, joins our show every two weeks, usually on Thursdays. We do him a little curveball today, having him on today. Uh, Mark, we have uh, we have some people asking about the VIX, and uh, you know, a little worried about the VIX picking up here a little bit. Actually, uh, this is bullish. Let me explain it in layman's terms. If you haven't had someone on who's doing it, this is all about something called the gamma trade. Uh, it's what dealers have to do to even their books. Yep. And it's not coming from big money. The other side of the trade are small options traders. That's why the put call ratio has been so crazy and driving, you know, contrarians crazy. Small traders are buying call options on the Apple's, Tesla's, DocuSign, Zooms of the world. It's forcing the dealer. And, it, you know, they, they could be one contract, two contracts, five contracts, but it all adds up. And some hedgies are doing this too to get exposure uh, on a predefined risk basis. So what do the dealers have to do? They've got to hedge those positions. And Dennis is probably better equipped to tell you how they do that. But they're basically, they're using Delta trades to neutralize their exposure from all these people. Normally when the public is buying options, the, the market makers have a field day, right? Because they're fading the public. But now there's so much cumulative demand for single stock options. Normally the gamma trade develops because of what the options activity in the SBY is doing. Now it's because of single stock call options that the public is using. Now, what is, what's the end result of this? VIX goes up, but, vol, but actual stock volatility goes down because when the um, dealers are hedging, they will dampen moves as part of their hedging activity. So that's what's going on. Uh, a couple of very smart people, smarter than I am, have commented on this. And so don't be fooled by the headline that says a rising VIX into a rising market is bearish. It happened in 99. It happened in 08. That's total bull. There's something, there's something going on under the surface that's bigger than uh, normal technical indicators. Mark, I mean, quick question. You're exactly oh, right. right. I could just comment a little bit further. You're exactly right. I mean, when you play option market maker and you're providing liquidity on these things, it's not like, you know, you think the person on the other side of your call it, you know, might just be some other Robin Hood trader and more likelihood it's probably a dealer for the most part in your options markets. It's dealers on the other side and they're not in the game speculating that they think you're going to expire worthless. They are going to hedge themselves out. So I think you're exactly right, Mark. I think they're, they're going to use different tactics and that's going to be one of them to use hedging. So I've always said, you know, you can look at the VIX and you can say, you know, oh yeah, 26, 30, 35, it's always going to be bad for stocks, but it's a good point. It's not always the case. And it's also in short dated uh, weekly expirations, which puts even more pressure on the dealer because normally that's that's manna from heaven. They they short 
you know, they go on the, the other side of that trade and they expire worthless. I bought one contract Monday near the close on Zoom. I bought the 400 call expiring on Friday. Wow. Paid a buck 85. You paid the four that and it's expiring this Friday? Yeah, I paid a buck 85. Holy, I, tra I traded at 75. Trade. I just did one contract to see what would happen. It traded at 75. <laughs> Yesterday, at I had no idea those options were only trading at that. You were talking how the options no, it was were the fairly four, cheap. It was the four hundred. The stock was trading at three oh eight. No, I know, but it had an earnings event in it, and obviously the market makers had that event risk priced way wrong because <laughs> <laughs> if they're going at a buck and a half, man, hindsight's twenty twenty. But the holy. straddle, the straddle, the straddle was. I, I think Spencer and I discussed it on that. The straddle was, was only was, like. 35 or 40 or something. $30, like that. I thought you said. So, Mark, Mark I got to ask you, though. I got to yeah. ask you. I got to ask you here. Are you going to, okay, we got September and we got October and then we have the election. So are you just, is there, are you just letting the chips run all the way for the next two months, all the way through the election? No matter who wins, the market's going to keep going higher. Is there any, any ideas, any strategies uh, that you might employ ahead of that big event? That's a big event. I would uh, take some money off the table as we head into the Labor Day weekend. We're getting a really good pop this morning. Uh, and the reason is uh, the end of September is typically weak. And part of the reason the end of September is weak is that it always leads up to the new fiscal year for the U.S. government on October 1st. And that means a debate over debt ceilings and budgetary uh, policy. So I, I think there's enough in that complex with the uh, uh, stimulus bill thrown into the mix that uh, traders could take some money off the table. But I'm talking 10, 20% just to have some cash in case we get a lot of volatility to the downside. But typically the end of September is weak. Uh, so I think the odds favor selling into strength. It looks like it'll be close to 2,600 here before the employment reports come out on Friday. I'm, I'm sort of betting that uh, everything is baked in that could be yeah, positive. Yeah, and, those does, employment, and employment, that those things don't matter. I mean, if it's higher unemployment, that might be good because then there'd be more stimulus, stimulus and lower yeah. rates coming, right? <laughs> but, but basically, I, I think this market is going higher. And uh, But I, I think it's time to take a little money off the table. Let me share a conversation I had with Sandy at the dinner table last night. I did a very late What'd you have for dinner? Oh my God. Uh, yeah, grilled swordfish. Was Ooh, I love swordfish. <laughs> Holy heat. That's great exotic. Recipe for, nice. Great recipe for grilled swordfish. They'll be Never ate swordfish. So, okay, wait. Uh, Show the conversation. I, I said to Sandy, your, your account is killing it. I, thank you. You know, it's our retirement <laughs> account. Um, this is not going to end well. I said, I can't tell you when it's going to peak, but in 55 years on Wall Street, I've seen four or five markets like this you would call them bubbles, 73, 4, 69, 70, 1987, 99, 208. This is different because of the Fed. But I said, it's not going to end well. It can end well because everybody is a little too giddy with their portfolio. Not everybody, but the people who are trading tech stocks and the new economy stocks. So I said, enjoy it, but follow the discipline because at some point, it's going to reverse. And when it reverses, you know, there's no stopping it. So it's not going to end well, but that could mean 2022. 
point, Julian. Great, who knows? great point. Great advice, as always. Mark Chaikin is the founder of Chaikin Analytics. You should go on that site, check out their platform. They have a lot of really good data and research and gauges and meters uh, and screeners on that. So check it out. Mark, thank you so, thanks for the time today. And uh, thanks. We'll talk yeah, again. And, thanks, uh, Mark. Yep. Thanks, watch Mark. NVIDIA Breakthrough 600. We own it. And uh, it's blown through all the price targets. Remember, Susquehanna raised their price target. NVIDIA was trading at 460 ahead of the earnings report. Susquehanna came out and said 550 is our new target. That was two weeks ago. And now you got Bank America this morning raising their target up to 650, I believe. So yeah, it's just unbelievable. Analysts chase the price. Yeah, and again, that never ends well either. They'll play follow the leader until they get singed. But uh, if you bet against this market, as Dennis said, you're you're really it's been tough on the wrong side of the trade. Why do it? I mean, I did a webinar. I had one bear, one slide for a classic bear. That was it. Everything was about how you buy tech on a dip. <laughs> That's what we've been talking about for years. Chewy, buy the dip Chewy. on strong stocks. It's working really well right now. Have That's you guys it. talked about Chewy lately? No, oh, it's been unbelievable. Chewy's a great stock. And it had I, a bullish power gauge rating. As soon as it came out of the – we need 12 months to get a, a power gauge rating. As soon as it was eligible, wow. rating term bullish, supporting the relative strength, and the stock has just been uh, – a rocket ship. I absolutely Good. hated this stock back in January. Me and then too. COVID hit. And I'm Me like, too. well, there's a COVID stock. And it was like $35. I didn't buy it. But I was like, I don't want to be short it because the story changed. Same thing, Peloton, Chewy, anything buying anything online was going to rocket. We saw that. And, you know, that's what's happened there. So COVID changed the game for so many of these companies, especially COVID the ones that were already the there. COVID and the Fed. COVID and the Fed. But the but specifically for some of these, it's online shopping that really exploded. People were still buying and they were buying stuff online back in March and April, and it hasn't slowed down. Well, and by the way, I, I, there's one thing I want to say, and I'm taking more time than I've been allowed. Yeah, we're going to start charging you soon, Mark. That's all right. <laughs> uh, I got a credit card. Um, FedEx. Put up a chart, a daily chart of FedEx. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I noted this in my market letter uh, two weeks ago. When FedEx reported a positive earnings surprise on June 30th, that basically triggered an upside gap. And if you look at the chart of FedEx, it is the market. It encapsulates the uh, shop at home economy, what we're all doing, ordering online from Wayfair, Overstock, Chewy. And if you look at that chart, it's straight up. As long as FedEx maintains that daily momentum, the daily, the daily is really the key. Uh, and it all started on June uh, 30th or July 1st when it gapped up in response to the positive earnings surprise. As long as FedEx keeps that uptrend going, this market is in good hands because it's telling you that people believe that the, um, the shop at home economy it's, is going to keep going. It's, it's transport theory is what it is. All right. Uh, yeah, it's the new transports. And, um, you know, so I think this is a stock everybody should keep an eye on because when that reverses if it reverses on a technical basis that will be a, a big red flag all right thanks a lot mark for the stocks enjoy the holiday weekend guys that's Stay fun safe, mark everybody. thank you we'll talk yeah. to you again soon thanks mark chicken okay. chicken analytics thanks mark we have talked about stocks that are in favor today what about mm -hmm. stocks that are out of favor but that but that are up this morning there are a number of those guess Vero, 
Guess <laughs> Vera Bradley and Macy's had earnings. They're all up on that. And AMC. Now, is now we're gonna get to Dennis Rand about Kodak. AMC is. Up. Oh yeah, we should. I, uh, you know, this is what you do. You buy dips and stocks that are in uptrends, and you sell rips on stocks and downtrends. You guys didn't follow that theory yesterday when you made that yes, bet with sir. me with Kodak, and I gave you an edge. And I said it would close under nine dollars when it was trading ten fifteen. It didn't close under nine dollars. It didn't close under eight. Well, it did close under eight dollars. It closed under. It's seven thirty. It closed. So they sold that pop left, right, center. So many people caught classic overhead supply. A rising tide does not lift all ships. And in this case, I'm collecting two lunches. Yeah. Well, whenever we see you again, I don't know when that's going to happen. How are you going to Grubhub me? All right. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I, I collect Grubhub. So, so Kodak was up yesterday in pre-market, uh, and that's out of favor. And they sold that. Today, you got AMC, Macy's, Guess, and Veer Bradley. Uh, AMC, I mentioned the headline is that they said that 70% of their U.S. theaters will be open uh, by uh, Thursday or Friday, by Friday. Short uh, interest in some of these is a concern, though. And it's yeah. not like they've been in downtrends, but they've turned a little bit. All three of these charts, I just brought them all up. They've all turned in the last little while. I guess had a pretty good day yesterday. Now it tacks on a little bit. I'm not going to necessarily, you know what I'm looking to short here today, if this market continues the way it is, and obviously, you know, things can change very, very quickly, but the pharma, because pharma had a terrible day yesterday. And if you're getting pops and pharma stocks here this morning, I think they're selling opportunities. Um, you know, Mark mentioned it briefly, but that was an ugly red candle in Pfizer. That was an ugly red candle in the IBB. That was an ugly red candle on a lot of pharmaceutical stocks yesterday. This has been a place of hiding for a while. And you know what? This trade could come off a little bit. These things still, you know, and, and let's, you know, be honest. This has been a growth market that wants to invest in growth. A lot of these pharma stocks are more value plays and they have held up okay. And some of them have rallied, but I think there could be some money that comes out of these things. So I'd be careful if I'm looking to short stocks this morning. I'd short pharma on, on the pops. None of those other stocks. If you yeah, want to talk what, what about stocks, uh, what, what about the financials? Well, the financials have been in the gutter. So, you know, they've been in the I gutter gotcha. for a long time. I mean, they're down here again today. I mean, do I want to own the banks? Probably not. TLT had a pretty good day yesterday, but they're so in the gutter. You know, you can you can group American Airlines. I mean, it got a sell rating here today. Oh, that's a what a talk. Let's talk about the pairs trade there. Sure. What, uh, which one? Bar was it Barenberg? Yeah, they're upgrading LUV and downgrading uh -huh. American Airlines to sell. Huh. You know, it's late to the party. You're coming out with sell ratings here now. Is American Airlines bankruptcy imminent? No, I think it just kind of treads water. But these are still remember, it's all about rotation. Right now, they're hungry for tech and they're ignoring all this other stuff. But if that rotation turns, and it will turn, I don't know if it's going to turn today, I don't know if it's going to turn tomorrow. It's, it's not like where it's going to be 2021 before it turns. We get these short-term turns. You're going to see a turn in this probably this week. Is it going to be today? Is it going to be tomorrow? It's, we don't know. But when it starts to turn, first leader, you'll see falls Tesla. And Tesla had actually a weekday yesterday, and that went under the radar. Um, if Tesla follows through with more weakness, it could start to roll over some of the other tech too. Um, I mean, everybody's buying them this morning. So, you know, it's, it's hard for people to think that tech could roll over. And I'm not saying go out and short tech stocks, but I'm saying if tech rolls over, when it does, 
these other stocks will come back and start to find buyers because it'll just rotate right over into some of these um, state, you know, it'll go from stay at home, the tech darling names into the reopening trade. So I don't want to be short those either. I'm going to ride the tech trade. I'm going to keep riding some of these tech longs, but I'm, I'm with the caution button. Like you're saying, maybe raising up your trailing stop, you know, still looking at a long-term portfolio, not selling any of them out of the long-term portfolio, but as trades, I mean, they've had big moves. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that you can have a couple of days where they cool off for a bit. All right. Uh, Apple uh, trading at a new old time high here of $3 and 71 cents. Anyone that was uh, playing the short thesis on the split. I tried it. I said it. You've got to get out of those trades. I tried to short Apple that at the open. I shorted the Apple open the day of the split because there's a quantitative approach that says that pays money. It started going up. I was like, it's not going to work this time. So I, I took my you know, quick loss and I moved on. I was in that trade for less than two minutes. How do you know? You want immediate gratification on stuff like that. You don't hang around thinking, oh, my thesis will play out. You start seeing Tesla rip and Apple rip. You're like, your thesis is wrong, boy. Get out of that trade. Got to admit when you're wrong. So right, I, I interrupted hey, you, but you were going no, to talk okay. Apple Tech. Give me Apple Technicals. No, what's there to give you? I, it's all time highs. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm what still long in another retirement account. I'm not going to sell it's it. A, but. Yep, 137.97. Uh, I'd just say, why not 140 today? And uh, uh, tongue in cheek, I would have lost the wager, but I said, uh, you know, 150 um, in Walmart yesterday. And you're like, no, no, not maybe by the end of the week. Well, it's Wednesday. That's unbelievable, the Walmart move. It got to yep. 150. I was bullish Walmart. I no, just, you weren't bearish. I was just saying, I, I think was about bullish. I was full bullish. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, you weren't bearish. Yeah, oh, I weren't bearish, weren't. yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. I said 150. I, I threw it out there, but I didn't think you could do it in one day. This Walmart <laughs> move is stupid. Like, flat out, like, like, like this is crazy town. It's like Looney Tunes. This, well, 130, this is Walmart, folks. This is one of the biggest retailers in the world and just tacked on 20 bucks because they might buy TikTok and they might deliver their packages a little bit sooner. I mean, you know, when you look at online deliveries, everybody thinks, oh yeah, Walmart and Target are going to take on Amazon on their online. And then you see the statistics and they're like three or 4% of Amazon's online sales. It's not even in the realm of closeness. So because they're going to deliver their packages faster. But the thesis has always been not that they're competing right now, but that they can, they're the only ones that can compete. Yeah, and if they're going to deliver the packages faster, maybe everybody's going to move over to Walmart and start you know, shopping there. But Microsoft thought the same thing when they invented Bing. And they're like, oh, you know, we want to come up with the verb because everybody says Google it. Well, we're going to Bing it. Bing it sounds, comes off the tongue a little bit clearer. But you know what? The Bing, Bing sucks. Bing, Bing is still around. <laughs> Bing sucks. Bing and you know what? Definitely You're trying to take on the Goliath of Amazon. And yes, Walmart and Target might get three, four, five, maybe even 10% of their market share. Maybe, you know, 20. And, but for the most part, it's still Amazon's world. I don't think about, you have to change the whole consumer thought. The first thing that I do when I want to buy something online is I go to Amazon because I know I can get the best price. and I know I can get the product within a day or two, sometimes even the same day. I don't think about going to Walmart. And I go to Walmart and you search on their sites and you're trying to find what you're looking for and you can't find it. You can always find what you're searching for on Amazon. I mean, here's, here's an example. I have a hot tub and the control panel is euchred on it. So I call up the swimming store, yeah. the, the local swimming store, and I say, how much for this control panel? They price out for me, 
900 bucks. I was like, all right, I'm going on Amazon. Go on Amazon, find the same part, $349. Same part, $349. Used? Used? No, brand new, right from the parts supplier, $349. So obviously, I'm in Canada. I had to go to the US. So I know that, you know, first it's US dollars. So it's like $450. So now I'm $450 ahead. So I order the part thinking, oh, I'm going to save some money. I know when it comes across the border, I'm going to have to pay the tax, right? So this is going to be a UPS story for you too. So I get the message from UPS, your part's at the border, but you got to pay the tax on it. So they send me the invoice. So the tax, which is the HST in Canada, is 13%. It's ridiculous in Ontario. Yeah, 13% is our tax rate for our, our sales tax. So I pay the $80 in sales tax, but then I look on it. There's a brokerage fee. And I know there's brokerage fees. Guess how much UPS charged to figure out that I owed $80 in tax. Guess how much they charged? 40. UPS. Uh, 10%, 40. I don't know, 5%. They charged $88 to figure out that I owed $80 in tax. The brokerage fee was more than the tax I owed. That went right to UPS. So you think about UPS making money, they make it in different ways. Product comes across the border, they charge me another $88 for somebody to pen in 0.13 times the value of my product, $350 or $450 Someone they converted to Canadian. or something. They probably oh, yeah, something. it might just be a machine generated too, but they charge you that. Somebody had to look at the package, I'm sure. They look at the value because there's a sticker on it, and then they, type, and they, and they figure it out, the tax. Okay, he owes this tax, and they have to write me up an invoice probably, send me the invoice um, over online so that it can be released at the border. And I have no choice. I'm like, I can't negotiate this $88. I can't call and say, that's insane. I have to pay it or they don't let my perk come in. So I had to pay it. I had to pay the $88 plus the $80 in tax. 88 bucks they charge so, for so, a brokerage fee. That's highway robbery. So but you know what? The lesson here is long UPS, right? That's the lesson. But That's you, still, what I'm you, still, you still got your part okay. I got my part and I still saved some money. But like I said, it was 450 compared to 900 Well, I had to pay the $88 tax. So it started to come up quickly to 650 So maybe you can see why the other you know, uh, swimming pool store probably was buying it from the U.S. as well. And they were, knew they were going to have to pay all that stuff because they probably buy parts there all the time. And, and so back in, and back in the good old days, and back in the good old days, you could send it to my house. And then you would come over to yeah, my yeah, house. that's what I would do You'd back in the girl, Oh, I always did it that way. I'd send it to Joel, and then I'd go da, 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 across the border, pick it up, have lunch with you. I'd pick up my part and bring it back across the border. And you know what? You get the guard at the border and say, "I got a swimming pool thing." You know, a little control panel. They say, "Ah, go ahead." So I don't pay anything. And I eat lunch. And I get a free lunch out of it because he owes me so many lunches. But what now about, we can't cross the border. So what about, I get what about when I when I gave away your dish receiver? Remember that? That that, had, and that was ridiculous. I ordered some some part. I don't know what it no, was. No, it was a it was a receiver. It was a receiver. It was a receiver. I ordered it because I was getting it cheaper. Again, doing the same thing. I forgot to tell him that I did tell. He never read his text. I texted you that I'm sending you this. Anyways, you tell me the story like two days later. You're like, you won't believe this. You know, so I just they, Amazon just sent me a receiver. Like, and I don't know why they sent it to me. I was like, I, I'm like, so I they they and they said, well, it's yours. Just keep it. You called and complained, like, take this back. I don't need this receiver to Amazon. You're like, no, it's already been paid for. It's just yours. Keep it. So then you're like going to give it away. And I'm like, Joel, that's my receiver. 
That's what I sent it to you. Read your texts. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. No one's going to give away 46, my thing. Yeah. Spencer, we digressed. You're, what are we going to do next week? We're hardly going to talk okay. stocks when no, you're no. gone. Uh, I, I do want to do some ticker time. But, uh, before I get to that, I want to mention uh, a new ETF that has me excited here. It starts trading today. So Dennis is going to warn you that this is not going to be super liquid. He'll be right. But uh, this new ETF, is the ticker is MSOS, starts trading today. This is the a pure U.S. cannabis ETF. The reason I bring this up is because this trade has worked really, really well this year. All right, I uh, I, I own four of the top eight holdings in this in this fund, and I'm I'm up between forty and eighty percent in all of them this year. This is this this fund owns U.S. multi-state operators, so cannabis companies with operations in more than one state in the U.S. The trade has worked really, really well. I'm talking companies like Curaleaf, Green Thumb, TrueLeave, Innovative Industrial Properties. Can I, you I, help I, me with some of these symbols? Sure, Spencer? sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll give you like IIPR. Yeah, yeah go uh, slow for the old man. Okay, right? IIPR is one. Uh, I don't. That's not one that I own, but that is in this fund. Uh, it's one of the top. Wow. Holders. Okay. This trade has worked really well. Uh, CURLF is another one. That's one that I, I do knew own. that one. That's one that I do own. Worked really well. Uh, so anyway, uh, and I'll give you a couple more here. Uh, GTBIF, I also own that one. Man, you're uh, bulletin board guy. That's a top holding. Uh, so this fund that owns all of these, it's got like 20 of them. Uh, MSOS? MSOS is the ticker. Starts trading today. Uh, this is what I wanted. When I wanted to buy MJ, this, this is what I really wanted. Yeah, because MJ has all the – the crappy Canadian ones. Exactly. MJ has <laughs> growth and Kronos and a free. All the ones that were last year or two years ago, two years you know, ago. hot stocks. Oh. We don't want two year ago hot stocks. We want hot stocks now. Right. So I'm just saying the trade is where we're talking about stocks that are going to be favor, staying in favor. This trade has worked really, really well this year. It's not going to be super liquid off the bat. Keep that in mind. But this, this starts trading today. It has me excited. And well, give us a symbol this. one more time. MSOS. MSOS, Dennis. MSOS. Uh, you know, system yet. Look at this. Uh, you know, I know. Neither am I. I pulled it up. Um, Village Farms. We've talked about that one before. Canadian. That. Yeah. Oh, that's Canadian. Canadian. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Canadian pot stocks. Yeah. APHA. Get rid of it. They don't go anywhere. They go down. What was the one? Eventually, they get hot again. What was the one? They're in the gutter. Oh, this one popped. I remember this popped to sixteen, seventeen, and now it's back at five. Holy mackerel! How's Tilray doing? They're all oh. terrible, Joel. Oh, Tilray, it's six bucks from three hundred. Oh, that was a great investment. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thank <laughs> Tilray, you. Tilray three hundred. That was the high. Um, that, yeah. was the, that was the very top of the pot stock crazy right. in Canada. All right. But GRWG uh, is the one I trade this all the time here. And this is one in the U.S. And this one, actually, you know what? This GRWG is in consolidation station right That's going to be in the fund. That, that, that's I, I like this one. I like this setup. Um, I don't know anything. You know, obviously, probably valuation is extreme. But we don't care about valuation right now. This market doesn't care about valuation. Care. All valuation. I care about is the setup. We're not even talking on the show anymore. Consolidation station. Yeah, PE should be just eliminated from the show until further notice. We'll start talking peas after the tech crash. But right now, we don't talk peas. We don't care about peas. We just care about growth. And grow generation. It's got grow in the, in the bloody names. It's got to be good, right? <laughs> you know what? Kramer was the one on this at 20 bucks. I'll get on it at 16. 
I like it here. I like the setup in GRWG. If it broke down below the low of the move, which is 1330, that's a long ways down. I'd stop myself out probably at the little double bottom of 1530 because I don't want to stomach it that low. So it's a call 15. So if you're buying it here today, 1629 pre-market, maybe you get lucky, pick it up in the low 16s. I think it's got the potential to go. I kind of like this chart. Uh, they're talking about Jordan here and DraftKings. And I just... Where's DraftKings now? Whoa. Yeah, I'm sure it came in. But, Not really. uh, you know, if you, if no, that it was it. No, it's, it's, oh, it's holding up, man. Okay. It's so, not coming in. No, um, maybe he's just Good. trying to hedge because he, you know, if you read any of the books or anything about his gambling. Oh, and my stuff, God, Joel. <laughs> no, seriously. Ser Am I making that up, Spencer? He's trying to hedge his own gambling habits. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Is he uh -oh. a gambler? That's what he just said. That's is what he Joel a gambler. Uh, no comment. No yeah, comment. he is. Uh, he, he's known for for enjoying the casino. Um, really? Nothing wrong with you. You didn't know that, Dennis. You got to get out of your cave, man. That that's been known for a long time. I watch his basketball. Old old Michael Jordan on ESPN yeah. Classics. All right, so uh, you, you guys know they don't have classics. How anymore. how I love my my ETS. If, if you want to play that space, all in one MSOS. Let's go to the chat now for some tickers. Ticker time. And actually, I, I want to see some more likes. If you are going to buy MSOS today, hit that like button. I want to see how many people actually listen to me or or, or not. Oh, and actually, one more thing before I do that, uh, we talked uh, before we went on this morning about SHLL. Um, what oh, are you yeah. going to – this has got to be one of your best trades ever. Where did you buy this thing? This is my best trade I've ever made, actually. What, what, where, where did you buy it? 1892. On, and, and what day? Uh, I don't know. July 30th? July 30th. You yeah, bought the bottom. Or August 1st? I don't know. Somewhere you in bought the bottom. It's $53. It's one month later. Spencer Israel, what are you doing? So I'm going out of town for 10 days. And I <gasps> ten do, days. Do not. Can you believe not, this? We're gonna have Jason, to talk to Jason. How did he get ten day vacation? Can you dial up Jason right now? Find out He's what in the, the hell chat. is going he on here. Answer right now. Do you know that Spencer Israel leaving us for ten? Day? When are you leaving? Uh, tomorrow morning. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. That's why Joel's been running the show. We're trying to figure out, you know, so we can stay going here. <laughs> right. Right. So I. Show I must do, go on. I do not want to be checking my portfolio at the beach. That's not. That's not. I don't want to do that. So here's what I'm going to do today. At some point today, before the close, I'm going to put in a trailing stock. Um, I don't know where I'll put it in. Probably anywhere between 20 and 30% down from where it is right now or from whenever I put the order in. Um, and then I'm going to go away. And if I can stop out in the next 10 days because it's fallen 25, 30%, then so be it. I don't want to sell. I do not want to sell. But I am not going to – I'm, I'm going to try to unplug, and I don't want to come back with the stock being back at you know, $25. So no, I don't think that's going to happen, but in, in the off chance it does. So I you don't have any quotes on your phones? Like any, no, uh, I do, but I, I don't want to – He be, wants to like, relax. He doesn't want to worry yeah. about the stock hey, price on vacation. Genius Brands is uh, getting a pop here. Genius, genius Brands. Is that yeah. still stock? Cartoon yeah. stock. Cartoon Channel has. Uh, let's go back to the shell. We digress. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to say, whenever I go on vacation, I put a stop. I always get stopped out right at the bottom. Because <laughs> so, you know what a stop is really doing? Let's just think about this. When you put a stop out there, 
and it's you're 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 putting you're obviously putting stops on stocks that have been working for you. So you know the stock's going straight up. What is the stop equ equivalent to doing? It's equivalent to selling the dip, because right. you know you're always yeah. on a dip. Like you're that's right. where you know you're going to get stopped out because you're putting it below right. the price. So that oh, means okay, the stock okay. is dipping. So here's the that's why stops suck. It's ap opposite to what we say on the show. It's buy the dip, not sell the dip. That's okay. why stops. So suck. then may, this is what we'll do. Then one of you needs to text me. <laughs> And say, oh yeah, but I'll text you that day because I'm watching it all the time. One of you needs to text me. Sell, Spencer. Sell, Mortimer. <laughs> What's it, your time? Forget about it, Spencer. Forget yeah, I know. about no, it. You're right. I, Forget but, about but, it. But maybe if it falls below 25, one of you tech gives me a heads up. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no. Dennis will be like, where's your stop? Where's your stop? And oh, yeah, put, a bit, like, like, put the a bit in there. Put a bit in there. 1% down, I do. <laughs> I always get stopped on everything. They'll be like, I wonder if I could, what exchange are you putting? What broker do you go through and what exchange are you putting in? On I bought the rocket it? yesterday and I had to actually leave and I did this and I put the stop under it. Obviously, you know, it worked out for me because rocket kept running, but I bought, I, well, I do this trade a lot and these are day trades, but when I see a stock that I think is going to break out, I stop myself out often. If, if it's looking like it's healthy in the first 10, 20 minutes of the day, I often stop myself out at the low of the day. Yep. So in some cases, that's only 30, 40 cents down. But I say to myself, if the stock turns red, I don't probably want to own it. That actually works for me quite a bit of times because I don't get stopped out all, all that often, as long as you're obviously buying stocks that are in uptrends and not doing it on like Wells Fargo. Um, you know, and it worked well with Rocket. But, you know, in this case, you've been in this thing. It's 20 bucks to, to 53. Yeah. I mean, it's a difficult spot to think, you know, if it pulled back to 45, it's still in an uptrend. If it pulls back to 40, it's still going to be in an uptrend. Yeah. I mean, maybe you still want to own it. Do you want to be selling if it pulls back to 40? I'd probably want to be buying also, it. Worth keeping in mind, th this reverse merger is going to close this month. In, in, I and think, that's going to help too. I think by the time I get back or the week I get back, this is going to this is going to become highly on, and it, it will not be SHLL anymore, and it'll be it'll be actually be the company. Um, Did you want to know? I don't know what kind of catalyst that that is for the the merger to actually close. Dad, let's do a little research on that. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I'm in the SPAC one, SPAQ, because that one's going to be Fisker. Yeah, but none of us know what kind of catalyst that these mergers actually closing means, right? Like what is it worth for the, for the, 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 the SPAC to actually become the company that's merging with? It seems know. like they go up. Uts we just saw. I don't and know. I've tried to track this data because obviously, um, you know, I trade all this stuff and I have a, a note Uts popped almost 20% that day that that SPAC, whatever the hell it was called before became UT Zebra. Okay. So, so it's we probably, do have some short-term yeah. history on these things that they tend to pop the day they become those, and they tend to run up. And if you look, Uts ran up three, four days ahead of it. Right. It wasn't a coincidence. You see this big move in UTZ, uh, fourteen dollars, sixteen dollars, yep. and then it gets the, and then it becomes it, and it pops on tops that day nineteen. It, it, in this case, it looks like it was the selling opportunity to sell into the strength that day when it actually became it. Because you know why? Because they can talk about it on CNBC all day. You know, oh, we got this one and it just became it. And then when the media starts talking and covering stuff, you know, uh, to the extreme, usually that's the sign that you should be ringing the register. Does that include us? No, usually this is. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. I do want to get to some stocks in the chat. I apologize. I saw a few in there and I want to do some. Let's quick do one, one a minute. Throw it. Joel Dennis. Joel Dennis. Don't, Joel don't Dennis. I'm passing on Peloton. One, one every 30 seconds. Peloton's going to be 100 bucks. I bullish Peloton. Mad that I didn't buy it yesterday when I wanted to buy it. I didn't pay up for that one. Should have. 
Okay, Elf Beauty, ELF. Joel, oh, you. Elf Beauty. Ah, uh, boy, we get asked about this one all the time. And clear breakout over 20. Yeah, over 20 here. Opens up. Elf Beauty, they sell uh, wigs and stuff like that, right? In makeup. beauty supplies? Makeup, yeah. Yeah, yeah. makeup. Breakout over 20 here. If it's anything like yesterday, Lauder, you got to own it. Breakout uh, you got to put on your makeup for your Zoom meetings. Next. Exactly. Slack. Oh, Slack's been hot, hot, hot. And the reason is Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. Oh, um, look at that. Running into the earnings. They have a history of disappointing on earnings. I'm going to say it. Last time they reported, it was when is when's the number? When's the number? Slack. I, I thought they were coming. They 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 commented in June. So oh whoa, the eighth. Is that Monday? Yeah, it's five, four or five days away only. It could run till then. I've got a trader at Bright. He told me I'm holding my Slack, my work until the you know the, the night it reports, like that, like sell it right before it reports. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the play. I think you sell it right before it reports. I think that's the play. So 36? I think it could run. It could Short run to 36, 36, 30. We see how these pre-earnings runs. So I would not sell my work. If I haven't been work, I'm not selling it yet. Unless this whole market rolls over and turns over, I'd be holding, you know, and seeing if you can get that pre-earnings run that we've seen in so many stocks. And not out of the realm of possibility, this could get to 37 or 38 before the earnings. So we 36 was, again, uh, overall market though. Yep. 36 recovery high, just under 38 to fill the gap, double top at 40. Uber, trading range. Uber, Uber, Uber. We haven't talked about Uber. It's come back a long ways, but it's at the top of the range, and it's yep. not sexy right now. Lyft wow. is the opposite of sexy. It's been in a downtrend. I'd sell Uber. I think there's better spots for your money. My opinion. Cut, yeah, coming up resistance 35. Trading range since mid-June. And then, uh, oh, workhorse. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it took off without yeah. me. I bought it. I took the buck and a half, and uh, ah, looks good. Again, USPS contract. We don't know if it's yay or nay. Stock looks good from a technical basis. And Neo as well. Oh, I sold my Neo. Don't sell. Never sell. Anyway, sold my Neo. Shouldn't have sold my Neo. Uh, good. Good on those. Which one? Uh, what else you want to do? Uh, let's do. Uh, let's do one more. Um, what? What is? What is R E D U? I don't know what that is. is that I'm on education. Um. Yeah, in the Cayman yeah. Islands. Looks like online education. Don't know. That uh, I mean, it's no chag, but you know, <laughs> things. It came from just over ten to six. That was kind of the where it broke out from. So, get over seven, maybe take a look. Not much. It's that one little pesky high. Uh, the day after it traded over ten, I would use an intermediate target seven seventy five, and then ten. All right, uh, we'll cover the rest of these at the 340 show. Uh, I want to thank our guest, Mark Chaikin. Thanks to all of you in our chats. All the likes, I see 316. Uh, thanks for the super chat comments as well uh, in the, the donations. And super chat. We super chat. That super super well. pre-market prep show. Um, Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. You can catch a replay on YouTube. Uh, or on our podcast, we're on all the major podcast platforms. Uh, that'll be a wrap for us. Don't One I... more question for Dennis. Yeah. One more question for Dennis. Yeah. Dennis, when you're heading up to your cottage, you're going north of Toronto, right? You head straight up, right? Do you go as far as Toronto and then head north when you go that way? Yeah, you go through Toronto. There's a there's a there's a, a burger shack. It's on both sides of the road. Oh, Weber's. Weber's. That's it. I'm gonna Weber's. Buy... Just yeah. north of Aurelia. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my cottage and- isn't that far, but Weber's famous. They built the bridge over the highway. Weber's, the burger shop, so popular that they built the bridge over the highway just to get the traffic on the other side of the highway. So they built a, a pedestrian bridge where you can just walk. I'm going to, I'm going to spend like 4 million bucks on it are, are just to build this pedestrian bridge. They grill to, them. To okay. The that's when, when I get up, like you can buy like a big sack of them or a big frozen thing. Yeah. When yeah. We get up to like 10 lunches. That's what I'm going to send you. Weber's. Oh, the burgers are awesome. Great right. burger. You ever come up Northern Ontario, stop at Weber's, have a burger. Great burger. Are they Lined up like, and they're, but they, they, they pump them out. They are like, there'll be 50 people in line. You still only wait 20 minutes. They're solid. Are, are they public or no? No, it's just a little burger joint. I know. So whoever started that burger joint is very rich, though. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, everyone. We'll see you in the afternoon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.